Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will be able to empower you to grow your your business or your life to the next level. I'm so excited to have my guest Anthony Amatega. Oh, you just <laughs> let's just stop over here. Start, let's start. Just... Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to grow your business and take it to the next level. Today, I'm excited to have Anthony Amunategi as my guest. Let me tell you a little bit about Anthony. He is the founder of the CDO Group, a national commercial construction firm. He built over 1 million square feet of retail space and working with some of the world's largest brands. He is a true, he has a true passion for finding out what makes people successful in business and in life. Sounds familiar. Anthony loves diving into conversations about what the future holds for us personally, professionally, and the adventures that shape our journey. I'd love to talk about self-development. So I thought that Anthony would have some conversations around that today. So please join me in welcoming Anthony Amutagi. Thank you very much, Vicky. You know, I love your show. You have done some amazing work and, and then every one of your guests has uh, brought something to my life. I am honored to be on the show. I'm a little humbled to be here. I, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a show I love listening to, and uh, to be on your show is a blessing. So thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, that is my pleasure. I always start out with a really easy question, and I think you've given away the answer in your name over there, but uh, tell everybody where you live. Uh, where do you call home? So I start in Chicago. I, I, I live in Chicago. I, I start as a little young man in Florida, right? So ah. I, grew up, I, I grew up down in Southern Florida and I, it wasn't cold enough down there. I thought, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go move up North, but I, I moved up here to work for, I don't know if you guys remember a brand called discovery zone. They were playgrounds oh, yes. for kids. Yes, and uh, uh, there was a group of guys there that uh, hired me uh, to move from Florida. And then I, I went from there to blockbuster video and then from there to Boston market and from Boston market onto Einstein bagels and from Einstein bagels onto Auburn pan. And then uh, a company, a small little company everybody knows is called St. Louis bread company. And uh, that was about a little over 25 years ago. And uh, then I started CDO group as my first major co- uh, company. And 
that company's grown pretty well all over the country today. Last year, we did over $60 million in mm. a development for brands like McDonald's and Chipotle's and Starbucks and Hertz and all, all kinds of great national brands. So I uh, love, you know, that's kind of my favorite companies that I, that I own. Well, that's so cool. You know, part of my background that not a lot of people know about is I worked for Arby's corporate office and the uh, just for five years, but the last couple years, I was a construction coordinator. That was my first dip into project management and uh, and also being around the construction side of the business. So it, I can appreciate some of the things that you were probably you know, you it, have in it, your life. <laughs> it, it's all systems, right? Even, even from there, you, you're, you're involved with systems, right? For us, you know, most of construction is this uh, you know, it's, it's archaic. Like if you look yeah. at construction as an industry, it's an archaic. It, it, we, we built a Coliseum and, and the latest Arby's you built in very similar fashion, right? <laughs> even, even it's, it's a slow industry to, to adopt new technology. Uh, it runs at, at a snail's pace. People will put up with brain damage because they only have to interact with us for, you know, a small period of time, you know, maybe uh, uh, three months, nine months, six, you know, six months worth of time. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, the buildings operate for the next 20 years. So people have put up with brain damage historically. But today that, that's that's changing. Right. The mm-hmm. the cost of of, you know, the business has taken its toll on our, our on our world, our country and costs are rising. And owners need a lot more out of it than they ever have. So the business has gotten very complicated, and uh, uh, it's got a lot faster in the last couple of years uh, than that it has before. And there's a lot more to deal with since COVID and and uh, supply chain issues, yeah. all the issues they're having out there. So uh, you're navigating from both ends, uh, you know, uh, uh, the growth of every brand that we're working on. For sure, for sure. So. <clears throat> What have you learned in 2022? There are so many lessons that have been learned in 2022 by so many people, but what have you learned that's going to help to benefit you in moving forward in 2023? You know, 2022, I will tell you, was a tough year for a lot of folks, right? With um, coming out of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. there was a kind of a sense of people were, were, were still rocked a little bit. Right. As people started getting back into the industry, uh, back into work and really starting to move forward, you know, we in construction actually never stopped. Right. Yeah. All through the pandemic, we were building, you know, straight through the pandemic. Right. We did a lot of uh, development through there and we figured out social distancing. We figured out how to do things where we, you know, it used to be how many people you can get on a, on a job site at the same time. What we figured out was how we could get how many people we can get on the job site throughout a day. Right. Mm-hmm. So we started working longer hours. Uh, construction job sites, some of them went 24 hours a day and you just had, you know, different people doing different parts of it. And today with the technology we use, you can manage projects so much smarter than ever before. And in fact, what's coming down the pipeline uh, will promise that 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 learning during COVID is really going to project us into a much, much faster uh, construction schedule than ever before. And you'll see, uh, you know, buildings going up at, at, at a much at rocketed spaces uh, compared to where they were in the past. But still, as of right now, that's 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 the dream to come. Mm-hmm. Right now, there are still some very archaic behaviors uh, that are in the industry, and you can you can see them starting to move up quickly. Uh, so, twenty twenty three really showed us that uh, uh, the the advent of digital transformation from uh, you know through, through the things like. Uh, uh, self-driving cars, mm-hmm. LIDAR, LIDAR really changed the construction world, 
right? What happened was it, it gave the ability for the digital world to represent itself in the physical world and the physical world to represent itself in the digital world, you know, where it could measure where things were from. And you could take a set of blueprints Today, guys can on job sites wear hollow lenses and see exactly where a wall needs to go in three dimension, nice. right? And that's the start of what's going to be the metaverse, a start of where the world's going to really start to go in this three dimension, a start to be able to go to a place where AI is going to take over a majority of construction. And uh, so those basic building blocks are just now getting started and those people that want to, you know, that, that, that stand in, in awareness, we're going to talk about personal development and what, how important it is today to be clear-minded. If you want to really grow, it's never been more abundant yeah. to grow. You, you know, our chances are, are really, our opportunities are huge. Uh, just the question is, are you, are you, are we ready? Yeah. And, you know, as you were speaking immediately, I went that in that direction that, and as my background as a project manager for UPS, I, had really exposure to how artificial intelligence can help you. That personal development, that, that onus, I, I think I, I just today I was listening to Darren Hardy and he was talking about the artificial intelligence and, and rather than being afraid of it, rather than hesitating to or embracing it, those that do will be the leaders going forward. And so it's exciting to me how you can use that in the construction piece and be able to really cut time because in construction time is so much money. Um, it, 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 it's such it's such a mess. You know, if you really look at construction mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of this on, on, on the mess of construction, it's archaic. Right. If you just let's just play a game. Let's play a game that we're going to build a four hundred thousand dollar sandwich shop. We'll call it uh, Vicky and Anthony's Sub Shop. Right. We got we you and mm -hmm. I want to build this beautiful little sub shop, and we got a dream of making the best best subs in Georgia. Right. Yeah. We're going to build these amazing subs, and we're going to do this. And we have this great idea, and we decide. Uh, Vicky, you and I go. Hey, we need to find an architect. Let's find an architect to get ourselves a, a set of plans. So we start with we start with finding an architect. Mm -hmm. And then we want to negotiate to get a, a good price. And they said, well, it's going to be 20,000 bucks to get a set of plans. And you're like, well, we're kind of broke. We're trying to do this on a budget. You think you do it for 15,000 bucks? The guy goes, ah, right. And they say, yes. And there's where the problem starts. <laughs> like literally yeah. in, in, in negotiating the blueprints of a job is where the entire process of problem starts. Like it mm -hmm. starts with, not spending the time up front to yes. do the research, the mm -hmm. homework, to really dig into what it takes to build Vicky and Anthony's sub shop, yeah. right? So architects then go, well, I need to cut some corners to do this yeah. plan at 15,000 bucks. Right now, that set of plans enters into the permitting stage. It takes them longer to do permitting. It, that same set of plans goes out to bid. You and I decide we want to have five different uh, contractors go bid it for us. Arby's was great at that, right? We'll have five contractors bid it. Right. And then we'll get the numbers back and we'll find the best price. Now, the now the problem with that is what? It's 
Best price doesn't mean the best build. <laughs> doesn't best. And in fact, it never does. It never, it never means does. the best. Never does. Because so so now every you know, there's 20 different subs on there, right? Electrician, plumber, HVAC, carpenters, tile guys, right? There's a ceiling people, the uh, signage people. We have 20 different line items. And each contractor goes to two or three different subs per line item. Let's say there's 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Now you got 60 people per contractor. That's 300 subs bidding for one project. Let's say it costs each one of those subs. Let's say it costs about a thousand bucks. My 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 judgment is it take it costs them a lot more than that. Yeah. But let's just use a thousand bucks. That's three hundred grand that gets sucked out of the industry before anybody gets awarded a project. Now it's three hundred fifteen thousand because we also paid the architect. Yeah. Right now we got three hundred fifteen thousand dollars of spend in the industry before anybody got awarded the project. Now Vicky, you got to con- your 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 two contractors say, well, we can do it for ten dollars. And my three contractors, one come back and says, nope, I can do it for $9. And you have one that says I can do it for $8. And I have another one that says I can do it for $7. And someone comes and says, I can do it for $6. And someone's lying, either the $10 guy's lying or the yes. $6 guy's lying, yes, right? Somewhere right. in there. But you and I want to save money because we want to find that. So we hire the $6 guy, $6 uh, contractor. Now we've got bad plans, Yeah. right? And we took forever to get through permitting. Yeah. Now, sometimes we're even, you and I may be even paying rent on a space before we even start a construction, right? We start, I think, what, what does that cost us, mm-hmm. right? What does it cost us in the cost of doing that? So we start to look at the development of that and the, and the brain damage of that. And remember, we took $300,000 out of the business. So out of the subs who won the project, there were four other subs who lo- uh, groups that lost it. And all that money gets lost. Talk mm-hmm. about environmental waste. Yeah. And the business is designed to what we think we're getting, we're not. And ultimately, there's mm-hmm. where the business suffers, mm-hmm. right? And ultimately, the projects are. So, so we're heading into a whole other age where that will all go away, right? The, the, the whole suffering of that's going to go away. And artificial intelligence will work a lot like Uber does. And the marketplace will really be a place where uh, artificial intelligence will, will design draw buildings. It'll be able to pick from materials from around the world. Mm-hmm. It'll understand supply chain and availability and be able to deliver mm-hmm. to job sites in a much smarter way than ever before. And plumbers will, and plumbers and electricians and HVAC people will want to do better because they want to maintain their five-star ratings and they'll get the first pick of great jobs and the highest paying ones. So, and that'll be, that'll be the effect of the marketplace that all the inefficiencies as they're built in today uh, will start to change. And we're seeing that happen you know, mm-hmm. faster than ever. If you just, if you just take it, the, the piece of permitting, if you will, you know, a lot of times the architect will draw based on what they think they know, but um, you get into the construction and all of a sudden that you, you get stopped because something's not to code. And that artificial intelligence can help you know what are the codes, what are the, the things, the limitations. Instantaneously. Mm-hmm. I, I, imagine being able to do a set of drawings so imagine, watch how fast we can make this go, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you and I decide we want to build a hundred Anthony or Vicky and Anthony sub shops mm-hmm. in this in in tens of tens of seconds. It'll be able to go to the marketplace and find the best real estate locations for us yeah. based on demographic modeling. And that, that are not just like the old days when I sat out there with a clicker, uh, clicking cars come by. Yeah. It'll be able to give you 
10,000 bits of information about every site location, where people live, what kind of people live in the marketplace, mm -hmm. what do they currently buy, what kind of stuff are they, which way, where do they work, which way do they go home, what time does the traffic move? The, the stuff that we'll be able to get on each piece of real estate will make it so much smarter for us to pick locations in the future. It's getting, I, I interviewed a guy the other day for Site Zeus. And uh, they, they're doing some amazing stuff on demographic modeling, mm -hmm. right? The amount of data they can pick on each location becomes dramatically different, right? Understanding your 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 marketplace, the, the trade route, the way people travel, how mm -hmm. they get in and out of that shopping center. The, the algorithms are so much smarter than ever before. At the same time, all the plans will be done in digital format so that AI will be, be able to look through a database of plans for that place and site adapt our Vicky, Vicky and Anthony's mm -hmm. uh, sub shop to the, to, to the space and be mm -hmm. able to give you budgets in a second. Yeah. At yeah. the same time, be able to look at layout, the most efficient layouts and material selection, supply chain availability at the same time, be able to pick materials and stuff and be able to go back to raw material platforms and be able to look at, all right, hey, where are we getting the paint from? How many HVAC units do we need? As we roll this thing out, uh, what's our scheduling going to be so we know that we can make to maximize our schedule and our lease value mm -hmm. and then at the same time it'll go it'll, it'll take it all the way through to the end where we'll build them out find the right subs and contractors but even more important than that will be to communicate to everybody in that marketplace much much more efficient in yeah. the past you know most of us had to if we wanted to market to to let's say three to five percent of the marketplace that bought our subs or you had to market to a hundred percent of the people mm -hmm. well today because of social media and demographic modeling, I can go to us, the, the three to five percent of the people that that are our target mo mo audience, mm -hmm. and we can we can work on those much much smarter than ever before. Yeah, your right? ideal market. Right, we can really look at our ideal market, right, mm -hmm. and we can start to break down trade. We can start to break down, uh, you know, times. You know, if we decide we want to do a breakfast sandwich, you and I have an amazing bagel breakfast sandwich, right? We can hit the break, uh, breakfast group on their way to work. In, in the line of traffic with specials and buy and, and offers and opportunities for them to buy. And we'll be able to remember our customers and our data and be able to communicate to them. Let's say that we have a, a, a morning yoga group that loves to meet and have coffee or, or a senior citizens group that sits around and has a senior <laughs> special, right? You ever see those guys sitting in sandwich shops that are, yeah. or, or McDonald's that are having breakfast? We can communicate to them in a much different format. Same with the lunch group and catering. We'll be able to find ways to communicate to those office groups and the people. And, and in fact, AI will be so good at it. It'll be able to plant these ideas into your head and it'll make it look like it feel like it's your own. <laughs> right, they'll be able to market to us. In fact, that's gonna be the scary part, right? When AI yeah. knows me better than I know myself, yeah. right? When I start to look at uh, the data that they'll be able to get to me and where they communicate with me, and then be able to look at the after-school lunch, right? After-school meals, right? People just getting out of school, and be able to look at a dinner group and look at that, and be able to specialize our communication to each one of those groups in a much smarter way than we ever have before. Now, mm -hmm. some people can get scared by that, right? You can get really scared, like, oh, my God, I don't want to be controlled that way. But the truth is life will get so much more abundant, so much faster. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's hard It's hard to see that from where we stand today. Sometimes I scare myself because I can't see it. And anytime I don't see something, I make it out like it's going to be Terminator, like that little finger or the end of the movie where the finger was going across <laughs> the room and it took over, right? They're coming to get us. I When I get scared, I make the world scary. Yeah. And I, and I wow. check out. To me, it's exciting, and, you yeah. know, and I think maybe some, some, someday, <laughs> but I think the empathy that we bring as humans 
is going to be the hardest thing for AI to duplicate if it can ever. You know, I think that's ultimately that's that's something that we have to get great at, right? Is it's continuous mm-hmm. as we evolve through this, right? I've traveled this world multiple times, mm-hmm. you know, with the TV show that I do, the the work that we do around the world uh, with charities, and anywhere I go in the world, I find the I find very similar stuff, men and mm-hmm. women that are really just trying to do the same thing that we are, mm-hmm. right? Trying to make a living, take care of their families, grow families. Right. I really, I, I, I've really never met really malevolent people, right? I've, I've met some people that are frustrated or people that are fearful that people get yeah. scared to get a little selfish, but rarely do I find people who are really malevolent. You know, you know, sometimes in the news, we hear these things about different groups or religions or types of people, but ultimately when I reach across the table and I meet them and I talk to them, I understand their fears, mm-hmm. right? That all they're doing, you know, whatever religious people that are out there that are, that don't believe the th- same things I do. Uh, you know, I can understand that they're afraid, mm-hmm. right? Cause they, they believe a set of r- rules that were given to them by, by somebody. And, you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. if we look at our, some of our beliefs, human beings are able to believe in things that are stories, mm-hmm. right? We've made up these amazing stories like money or community mm-hmm. or States or religions. They're all made up stories. But we've we've bought into them like they're right, amazing, right. real, and now some of that's been great, right? Some of that really does create our community, right? We mm-hmm. we wouldn't have rules, and, and you couldn't drive sixty miles an hour six inches away from someone going in the opposite direction if we didn't have some stories mm-hmm. that worked, right? Yeah, right. Or we we couldn't go down and buy uh, a, a good steak at at the uh, at, at the butcher shop because we'd have to you know carry something to trade them, right? I mean, you'd have to, you know, if I if I was a, a farmer, I'd have to bring milk. To go, how much milk do I have to bring down the, to the to the guys selling steaks to to you know trade, right? And today I believe in money and I can it made trade made trading a lot easier. But that's a it's a made up story, right? There's mm-hmm. nowhere else in the world where you know gorillas don't believe in if I if I gave you this you know or or um, an elephant doesn't care if I gave you dollar bills. It doesn't, yeah. They don't they don't care. But we have created a story and that's part of what's made our society so amazing, right? Yeah, true, true. So we talked a lot about all of this artificial intelligence and different things. And so my next question is, how do you find new knowledge and inspiration when there's so much like water hosed onto us? Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like, yeah, like we're all drinking off a of fire hose. Yeah. And, and today the real gift is how do I take first, how do I know myself? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think as, as I've looked back over my life, you know, that's been a tough one, right? Cause to find those spaces to know Anthony better. Yeah. Right. And I, my judgment is that, you know, when I walked into this planet uh, you know, and, and I, I have a big belief that when we get here, you know, I, I've got this dog and my, uh, it's a little golden doodle and she's amazing. Yeah. Right. She's mm-hmm. a beautiful little dog. But when she gets off a leash or someone comes here, she just runs up <laughs> and she's just so excited to meet everybody. Like, like no one's ever pet her before. And she, she's the, that you're going to be the first person to ever pet her. And she's just overexcited, right? Just nuts. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like a lot like that's how I was when I got to this planet, you know, as a young man, I ran around and it was just amazing discovering life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and sometimes I had some winnings and sometimes I had some losses, but it's overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also judge that maybe my trainers weren't the best at training me. Right. My parents have some issues and 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 their parents may have some issues. And just mm-hmm. like with Gucci, our, our dog, 
I don't know that we train her well. And whenever every once in a while we'll pee on the carpet, you can look back and think, hmm, mm. how did I cause that? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Been, the training I did that right. And some of my my, my some of my beliefs that I grew up in that same way, right? Some of my parent parent beliefs and some of the stuff they gave me, some of the way they trained me wasn't all that great. Mm. Not that they didn't mean well, not that they mm. weren't loving parents like we are with, with our dog, but sometimes we don't even see it. Mm. Right. They they mm. couldn't see it. Their parents couldn't see it. They're just doing the best they could to to, to do what they believe is right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their behaviors cause the dog to pee on the carpet, right? right? That's what we do, right? I mean, our, our, my kids want to give the kid the dog a snack. And, you know, uh, we have an office here at our home that's connected to our home. And we have all these employees and they all love giving the dog snack, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the dog craps in someone's office and they're like, hmm, how, much snack, how much snack did the dog get today? Maybe our behavior that we think yes. we're, we're doing good for the dog by giving them all these snacks. And then she feels all sick or something. So, yeah. so you could also look at our lives that are like that, right? How, mm-hmm. how can that happen in our lives? And, you know, some of the upbringing we got, you know, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, the, the way we, the way that we eat, the way that we sleep, the way that we train, mm-hmm. the way that we work, our self-esteem issues, there's some work to do on all of those. And, you know, a lot of us carry what I, what I call the Santa bag, Right, yeah, you, know, you ever visualize Santa Claus? Santa. Mm-hmm. Right, what does Santa carry with him? You got the big red sack on the back. <laughs> the big red bag, right? And I feel like yes. that sack, I've carried that sack for a lot of part of my life. Mm-hmm. And inside of that bag, it's the bag that wears me down, right? If I really, really look at it, but why do I walk around? Why am I tired all the time? Why do I feel lethargic? Why do I not feel motivated? Why do I not have energy? Well, I'm carrying this big red bag of crap around. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, when I get a chance to open it up and look at it and go, hmm, look at this rock. You know, I, I got a good rock. One of my favorite rocks I had as a kid was, well, you, you'd be frustrated too if your mother, if you grew up in a poor neighborhood like I did, mm-hmm. right? I was a little brown kid that grew up in a, in a very poor neighborhood. And it was, you know, I, my mother worked at Denny's, right? We were dirt poor. Right. And, and and I had this story about but she would send me these private schools and all those kids had new pants. And I, she was a seamstress at night mm-hmm. and she would. So every once in a while, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd find her asleep at her at her at her sewing machine. And I would had to make my own lunch. Right now, look, I'm a little five or six year old kid making his lunch. Right. And, and I would bring lunch to school. And and I remember what, like one teacher, she's like, wow, do you want me to make lunch for you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. She did. And I carried a, I carried that as a story, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like my life was messed up because of that. Wow. But later on in life, when I got to go look, turn back around and look at that, look at that rock a little bit and said, man, maybe there's a different gift in that. Cause I remember when I was 18 years old mm-hmm. and she paid her last $25 payment. She paid every single month for my school. Since I was a little kid going to elementary school, she paid every single month. She made a, a, a contribution for the, she paid off that school. If I look back and think, man, this little woman who worked at Denny's, who mm-hmm. sewed, who sewed pants, uh, zippers on pants for a dollar, who worked all night long and sometimes fell asleep at her, at, her, at her sewing machine, then maybe is I come from a line of people who did amazing things to give me what I have today. That maybe I, I could see that as a gift. And days when I'm tired and I feel like I want to, maybe if I turn that story around, it might be a gift or father who died young because he was a gangster. Right. And I, and, and, you know, there was a lot of shame I had growing up and pain. I carried it. One of the rocks I had that bag was the story about my dad, mm-hmm. right. About him and the stuff that he went through and the life that he lived. 
And every once in a while, I, at somewhere I get to open that rock up and look at it and go, maybe that's all you knew. Maybe, maybe if I have some grace for others in my life, right? I, I went through I went through some real tough time as a kid and I ended up in a drug rehab. And um, at that drug rehab, I realized I was in the same place my father had been 20 years to the month. Oh, geez. Right. <clears throat> and in that rehab, they got to, I got to read his records and all the things he went through. Right. And back then, you know, he, there was some definite drug issues and alcohol issues in his life. Right. Mm -hmm. they, that's something we pass on from parents. You know, it's hereditary. And to look back and go, man, this guy who fought to create a future, you know, pay for our bills. Right. Maybe he was a gangster. Maybe he did things illegally. But maybe that's all you knew. Like, just maybe the gift mm -hmm. is looking at it going, that's what he knew. That's what his mm -hmm. parents taught him. And that's how he grew up. Not that it was right or that he's an SOB about it, but maybe if I have some grace that maybe that's what he knew at the time. Because mm -hmm. remember, every man I've ever met in my planet is always doing the same thing. They, they just want better for their family. And not all of us have the right means and methods to get there. And there's some, some we learn yeah. along the way, right? But as we have grace for each other, Maybe that's the gift that, you know, when we see someone that's struggling or doing things that might be easier way of doing it, having grace for them as they go through that. And as we look at those rocks, right, as I start to look at, all right, as I looked inside that bag and I realized the life I was living was a culmination of all the stories that I carried about myself, mm -hmm. that all I had to do was start to re to start to look at that inventory, right? As I started to look at that inventory, I start going, all right, what's working, what's not working, right? How am I living? Right, how the behaviors that I'm living causing the life that I live. How could I be responsible for everything I have in my life? My intended actions, but also my unintended actions. Right, Vicky. I mean, right, when I start to look at how can I how can I be living and the life that I'm living is causing everything that's happening. Yeah. That's a tough one, right? Because yeah. you know, for a lot of us, we're taught to check out, mm. you know, have a cocktail, smoke a cigarette, watch TV, eat, you know, have cookies and milk, right? And for me. I have lots of ways of checking out in this abundant society that we live in, right? right? I have these behaviors that check me out. Yeah. Now, I don't know that my mother ever taught me how to be uncomfortable. Not that she was a bad woman in any way, but she wanted me not to hurt. Yeah. Right? Maybe there's a gift in being a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And and, and, and by the way, it's going to get really uncomfortable as life changes. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's okay to be in that spot where I can be a little uncomfortable. I can realize that there's a gift in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, mm -hmm. so as I start to look at that bag and I do that inventory, I start to look at the character defects. All right. What are my character defects that are getting in my way? All right. Maybe if I, if, if I want to be a great business leader, I can't show up and cuss like a sailor in the middle of a business meeting. Maybe that's what, that was one level of being a business owner. Right. Or, or, or how about take people out drinking and, and get drunk with them and do inappropriate behaviors. Like at one level of company, I could get away with that. Right. But at a hundred million dollar company, not so. You're not. You're not going to get away with that. No one. Mm -hmm. No one does the big deal with the drunk in the room, mm -hmm. right? And you can mm -hmm. pretend all you want. And sometimes I couldn't see that. Mm -hmm. Right. I couldn't see that because remember, I've got this built-in justifier. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I need a business coach like you to come in and and guide mm -hmm. me and go, Hey, Anthony, that's not going to work. Right. How off? How vulnerable are you willing to get to see what what the cause of your life is? And I, my judgment was having a coach like you that could sit down and go, hey, that's mm -hmm. not going to work, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to get to that next level, you're going to have to start changing some of those behaviors. Mm -hmm. And as I started to look at that, all of a sudden, I started working on the character defects. I started making amends with some of the customers I had had issues with. And I really started to look at those behaviors and going, all right, 
I told someone I was going to deliver something on, on this date. I didn't deliver on that date. How do I, how do I, uh, you know, recommit and, and get to a place where they can trust me? Yeah. Right. Cause if I keep bringing business in the top and it keeps dropping out of the bottom, that's not a real sustainable business. Yeah. If you think about it too, while it might not be a formal self-development, all of those times that you evaluate and you, you contemplate your character defects, if you will, um, that, that growth and that opportunity you have to grow is so it is self-development, you know, for me, I, I think you can't enjoy life. You can't find joy unless you've known pain. That's right. And, and every character flaw, every character, um, hardness that you have all those rocks in your bag are opportunities for you to shine and polish and become something great so you gotta just change your mindset without some of those flaws in fact some of the greatest leaders in the world will say to you through my cracks my inner value shines right without having gone through some of that pain yeah it's it's okay, and that's what happens. You know, we, we came to this kind of righteous Christian Christian background in our country, mm-hmm. right? It was a very Puritan background, mm-hmm. and we tried to BS our way through that that somehow or another you could be white as snow, <laughs> right? That somewhere you could do it. And we found out was the ones who pretended the most were really the most flawed. Yeah, right. That yeah. that that being human especially in a time right now, like it is today that we're growing so fast, right? If we, if we, if we look back over time and, and how fast they used to grow compared to what we're doing today, you know, you could, you could, you could justify that. Let's say maybe no cars to cars was one X, right? You remember like, you know, you'd say that, you know, yeah. the early late 1800s when, when cars, right. You could say that was one X. You could go uh, no TVs and no radios to radios, 1x uh, no tvs the tvs 1x computers maybe it's 10x right in the 80s when computers come in yeah, it's 10x. right right T- today we're at 15 or 20x right the mm-hmm. computers and right what's about to happen with artificial intelligence and the boost that's about to happen mm-hmm. it'll be 10,000x mm-hmm. those of us that can stay you know conscious right yeah. the gift that we want to have right now is, is is having our people stay as conscious as possible a lot of us get all frustrated with our kids and go, oh, my God, how could they be playing video games and their time they're checking out and all the social media? I have a different judgment that the truth is all that stuff right now is training them. Yeah. Training their brains to think faster, right? Mm-hmm. Way faster than we ever did. My kids can scroll through 20 things at a time and and I, 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 I'll be a blur how fast <laughs> they can go through stuff. You know, they they go from a TikTok to an Instagram to a to a, a YouTube thing, and they can bounce around so fast. In fact, anytime they need to show me on something on the computer, I just go here, take the mouse because I can't. They can't. They can't watch me. They 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 will. They think I'm so slow. I'm archaic. And and yeah. at, at one point, I ju- I judge like, oh my god, they're checking out. How could they? The truth is, we don't get it, but they're getting trained. They're getting yeah. trained to go faster. And and maybe that's the gift of what's about to happen is that their brains are way faster than ever before. Oftentimes I, I, I get all frustrated, like, oh my God, this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. What if it's all happening for me? Yeah. Right? What if it's all a gift yeah. for us? My grandsons are, are three and seven. And 
you know, and I have two daughters that are in their 30s. And I remember trying to teach my mom how to use a computer in her 60s. And my grandson at three picks it up in minutes. <laughs> and yet it took me weeks and weeks to get my mom to understand how to turn on and off the computer. So I agree with you that the um, it, it is a training period. I think that we as adults though, need to teach those kids and maybe some of ourselves how important it is though to have nothing happening mm. and be okay with it that's one of the things that i have to work with my grandkids all the time is it's okay to not have anything on the calendar anything to do for a half an hour but sit and look at the sky or the trees or enjoy a walk it's 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 a gift right if you ever find that spot where we can turn everything off Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe kids don't get that chance ever anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because if you ever notice that when when uncomfortable, first thing that happens is go to the phone, mm-hmm. right? Go to go. There's never a time when there's a, a settled nothing going on. You know, I, I took my kids and my family around the world uh, for 35 days, and I took their phones. Nice. I, I, I t- we went to uh, uh, five continents, eight countries, mm-hmm. and. And in that 35 days without their phones, it was amazing, right? Now, as, as much as their phones act, create some communication with others, right? Without their phones, we got to communicate together. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to tell you that every day was perfect, right? You travel around the world with your family and there'll be times yeah. when people are tired <laughs> and things will happen. Yeah, I've been there. But, <laughs> but it was amazing to spend time with them as they went through, you know, to really see them and have them seen, right? To really see them for who they are, mm-hmm. right? And it was great for me to be in that same spot with them, to watch them, to see them, to, to you know, kind of just really dote on them. Because ultimately, just like all of us, all we ever want to do is be seen. Yeah. I just wanted someone to notice me. I know mm-hmm. I wanted people to really see me. Right, for sure. Well, it is time for us to get into the rapid fire. And I have oh. three or four, no, I guess I got yeah, three or four. So what's the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? You know, some, sometimes I uh, I realize I jump back in the fire, right? As a leader, mm-hmm. sometimes I love to pull the S out of my chest and be significant, <laughs> right? And I jump in a fire and I start do, working on things where, uh, you know, I want to show people how good I am at something. And when I jump into it, I kind of check out of what I need to do is really grow companies, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, when I jump in to do the work, not that I don't, I'm not great at it, Right. But my job is to do the uncomfortable stuff for me, which is look at the finances, look at the future, really create mm-hmm. ideas and presence and, and guidance for where, where companies needs to go in the future. You know, at the end, like when it comes to construction, I know the business in and out because I grew up doing it. Where, where I need to look today is if I want to be that $100 million company, what are the people, the staff, the techniques, yeah. the design that I need to do to, to run that? So I would say that's the biggest gift over the last few months that I've, I've been working on. That sounds awesome. So there are young entrepreneurs out there listening. What advice would you give them? Just one top thing that they should work on. Read, read. (laughs) If I had one gift I would give everybody is that every night try to go from 10 to 50 pages of any books you want. Now, Mm -hmm. my recommendation is to find things that will help grow you, 
mm-hmm. right? But if you could, if you could turn down the uh, the social media and at night just practice reading, even mm-hmm. if you can't meditate, reading becomes your first form of meditation. Mm-hmm. That just concentrating on remembering what you read from the beginning to the end will be the first way of training our brains to be just focused on one item at a time. And that ultimately has been not just the reading stuff, the material you learn, but the focus that it creates in your ability to see things from beginning to end much clearer. Very true. If you had an extra, I don't know, 20,000, 50,000, I don't know, you name it, of the budget, how would you spend it? Wow. You know, I, I always love traveling. I don't. I don't know that uh, the, the gift of traveling isn't. Uh, you know, it, it's a top of my 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 uh, want list mm-hmm. always. Yeah. And uh, if I had it to do it in the office, to I would I'd have more people travel. I do believe that when people travel, they see things they, they don't see uh, when they're stuck in their the routine of chop wood, carry water, chop wood, carry water. I believe it's mm-hmm. great, but I think getting out and away from that sometimes and get that creative energy flowing uh, brings a lot of cool stuff too. I agree. So what are the top mistakes people make in business right now? You know, there's a bunch of those, right? I think, <laughs> uh, uh, look, and I always say it from my own experience, mm-hmm. right? The, the gift of being around for a little bit is remembering, mm-hmm. like as, as a business leader, your one primary goal is to keep it alive. Yeah. Like no matter what you're doing is keep it alive. Sometimes people get caught up in HR manuals and things that they need to do and this thing and that thing. And at the end of the day, keeping your business alive mm-hmm. is key. And then I think a lot of times we focus on all kinds of things that we think we need. Okay. Somebody tells me, do we compare to others? And mm-hmm. the truth is you want to keep your business alive to, to run another day. Yeah. And what, what are the behaviors you can do to keep your business alive every day? So what's next big thing on your journey? Hmm. You know, right now I'm learning to fly. I, I just took yeah. up, uh, yeah, I just took up uh, flying airplanes. So I've been uh, taking courses about that and getting ready to take my private pilot's license. So uh, I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Alrighty, so it is time now for me to share my screen. Those of you that have just been listening in, uh, you want to go and grab a paper and pencil. I'll give you a website that you can be able to check up on Anthony and as well as the social media. All of this information will be available on my website and YouTube. And you should be subscribing to my YouTube channel if you've not done so yet. All right. His website is cdogroup.com. That's C like Charlie, D like David, O like Oscar group.com. Again, cdogroup.com. He's on Facebook at anthony.ama, I'm sorry, A-M-U-N-A-T-E-G-U-I dot three. Again, just look for Anthony's name in Facebook as well as Instagram. He's Future Factory Podcast. Again, we didn't talk about the name of his podcast, but Future Factory Podcast on Instagram. At LinkedIn, you can find him again by his name. And Twitter is Future Factory FF. And um, you have here a that you want to send the audience to resonate recordings.com. Want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. You know, Resonate's got uh, a platform where we host 
Uh, it actually uh, uh, lists all of the RSS feeds for us. We got it on every platform from YouTube, Instagram, all the, all the Spotify, mm -hmm. all the stuff, all the places that we, we broadcast from. So uh, resonate really does uh, have a great uh, uh, holding for us and whatever platform you'd like to listen to podcast in uh, you can hear our future factory podcast on uh, just about every, every platform that's out there. Awesome. So check out future factory for his podcast. Again, go to cdogroup.com to learn more about him. It has been such a pleasure meeting you. And, uh, you know, I know we took self-development a whole different direction, but, you know, I think that the understanding how self-development has changed and will continue to change. When I started way back in the 70s, I had my cassette tapes and then my eight track tapes <laughs> and then my you know all those ways to to learn languages as well as become a stronger leader and corporate employee and now i today it was funny you talked about ai i was preparing for my summit that i have on march 15th and i was doing chat gpt and uh, doing canva and thrivecart and using YouTube to tell me how to do stuff that I didn't know how to do. So you can teach an old dog new tricks too. <laughs> it's coming. It's it's a lot easier to train us than ever before. Yeah. yeah. But we just, you know, time is, is important, not only to, you know, keep busy going, but also to appreciate the time that we have to ourselves and, and to be able to slow down and, recharge so thank you so much for being a guest it has been a true pleasure meeting you and uh, we had a wonderful conversation today as always i end by reminding folks that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride this is vicki netling signing off thank you for tuning into the find your leadership confidence podcast with vicki netling where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.